you'll hear this story and you'll also be gaining knowledge when you listen to it on how to do these things. I realized that like my concern was really just what people were going to think of my decision and oh my god she's crazy what is she doing she's not you know she's supposed to be pursuing a career this is when she's supposed to be finding a job and I that doesn't appeal to me that never appealed to me. Play a major role in spreading the love and the joy and uh, reducing our imprint you know for for future generations and for all that we share this planet with. I was just embarrassed. I felt like I couldn't do it, like I had already failed. I had no idea what I was doing. What did I get myself into? What was I thinking? Our history of humanity really revolves around great people. And that's, that's all we know about. And why is that? It's because the insignificant people weren't important enough that somebody would take the time to document their life. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kaylin Otto and you are listening to The Unruly Podcast. Today's podcast uh, format is the first of its kind on this show. So I actually was introduced to this amazing person, Alex, by my good friend, Kim Beller, uh, who has an awesome Airbnb close to Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I will definitely put the link in the bio for that because that's how I got connected with today's guests. So thank you so much, Kim. And today's guest uh, is wanting to be vegan, is on the journey there, is sort of transitioning, was inspired by everything in Kim's Airbnb. So at the very same time, I was looking for someone to have on the show that wasn't vegan, who could ask me all the questions that they had in a judgment-free zone. So, you know, the universe lined it up perfectly, and I got to have this really awesome guest, Alex, on today. And so, yeah, I really think that you're going to enjoy this episode. It is great for people who are already vegan, and, you know, maybe you're new vegan, or maybe you've been thinking about these questions that we talk about, um, because we talk about vegan lifestyle, vegan living, food choices, the ethics of being vegan, and animal rights activism. And then if you are not vegan, but you've been curious about what being vegan feels like, what it looks like, or you want to be vegan, but you are like, what do I eat? What do I, what about this? What about that? This could be great for you too. Um, Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to remind you of a few things. One, my book should be coming out at the beginning of August. And by that point, you should be able to buy it and hold a hard copy in your hands. It will also be available as an ebook for those of you who don't want the physical version, um, The Art of Unruly Travel on a Budget. And I've been on a few podcasts lately to talk about that, to talk about veganism, to talk about traveling, all of these cool subjects. So Uh, First of all, I was on Tell Her She Can't podcast by Kelly Lewis, and that episode is not out yet, but when it is out, I will definitely share it with you. I was on the Elixir podcast with Jackie DeConti, who lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, and that podcast episode is out, and it's great, and Jackie's so sweet, so the link for that will be in the show notes of this podcast. And thirdly, I recorded with thirdly, is that a word? (laughs) Third? Third of all? Third? I don't know. The third thing I wanted to say was that I recorded with Switch for Good, and I'm a huge fan of their podcast, and that will be out sometime shortly after my book is out, uh, so that listeners to that can go 
right to my website and get their hands on a book. So I'm so excited about those things and I wanted to let you know what was going on. So one more important note, everything we talk about today, the links backing up what I say or spelling it out for you in a more detailed way will be in the show notes. There's going to be a lot of links in the show notes, so feel free to explore all of those resources on your own. All right, buckle up, get ready. Here we go. All right. Yay. Well, let's get started. Thank you for being on the podcast. Today, I'm here with Alex Gunn, and we met through a mutual friend when you stayed at her Airbnb. And Kim has actually been on the podcast, too. So people listening might know who Kim Beller is. Um, But yeah, can you introduce yourself just for everyone listening? And then today, we're going to talk about veganism and some questions that you had about it, because... I was looking for someone like that's not vegan but has questions and usually I feel like the conversation is such a big debate but I'm like I don't want it to be a debate like let's just do a conversation because if you have these questions I'm sure someone else does because some of the questions you gave me I had the same ones um so then yeah tell us about yourself and let me know like why you're even interested in veganism. Yes. Hi, Kaylin. <laughs> so my name is Alex Gunn. You got that right. Um, so basically, I'm just your typical Florida girl. <laughs> um, I love to um, grow right now. I'm working on a garden right now. Um, and I've been uh, vegan ever since I have visited Kim's cabin. So I've been actively trying to go vegan, vegan since then. And that was mm. August. I'm um, I'm sorry, April 8th, mm-hmm. so two months now, I would say, right? Two months now, um, I've been interested in going vegan, and so I want to thank you for even giving me this opportunity to have, like, my questions answered by someone who's been vegan for uh, a while, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. definitely, like, it's very, has dedicated her time to, you know, a vegan podcast, so Thank yeah. you. You know, that's really cool. We need more resources for veganisms. Yeah. For ve- Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, for veganism, all the questions <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, so th- thank you because, like I said, I-, I feel like it's so hard sometimes for people to be like, I have a question about this thing. Like, I don't know about it or whatever, which I am totally there on so many things. But, yeah, so I have been vegan for uh, a while. I think it's been, like, maybe eight years now. Um, So all these questions that you asked uh, were pretty common for people. Like I said, I had some of them myself, too. And I think it would be helpful for people to listen to. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm so glad you're like, yeah, this is what I want to know. And we can be like, boom, 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 let's do it. Um, (laughs) So before we get into your questions, I always like to ask my guest – one question about them to get to know them. Um, so my question for you is that if you were one insect for a day, what would you choose to be and why? I love this question. <laughs> oh, man, this is such a good question. Oh, I guess right off the back, a ladybug because I love to help. And I want to be your best friend in the garden. <laughs> oh, that's okay. But also because they fly and I love to fly. Um, 
Yeah, I would have to say ladybug. Man, there's so many other great insects. That's a hard one, but I love it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I feel like whatever comes to your mind first is perfect. And ladybug. That is, I, that's such a cool answer. Now I'm going to be thinking about <laughs> like what that would be like. Yeah, I love it. Cool. That's so funny. I would. I probably. I thought I would choose. You know, like a bee or a, a monarch because I love watching them so much. Yeah. The ladybug. Yes. Oh my. Oh my gosh. I, I especially love it. like. I feel like I resonate with um, ladybug a lot more actually now that I think about it more. <laughs> what way do you feel like you do? Because um, you know the name Alex Gunn that <laughs> actually started from a music group. And my nickname was like Lady Fly because I always like to present myself kind of as a lady. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the group was fly people. <laughs> so mine was Lady Fly. But I always um, and I have a lot of tattoos about um, flying. So oh, and, I, and I, oh, I guess I kind of want to be presented as a lady, as masculine as I can be sometimes. Mm hmm. Oh, that's and ladybug is kind of like a mask. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Remember the bug's life. The ladybug was a guy. <laughs> yes, yes. So that one in particular, maybe. <laughs> yes. So not only do you know who you'd want to be, you know, like the specific character. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! Well, thank you for answering that random question that I did not tell you yes. was going to be on the podcast. <laughs> Love that one. Yes. Okay, so I have all your questions written out, and <laughs> we can just have a conversation about them. And one of the first ones you asked was, you asked was basically, when and why did I go vegan? Um, and to make a very long story very short, uh, I in, around fifth grade, I was like, you know, I was on my grandparents' farm where they killed animals, they milked them, they raced horses. And I loved the animals, and I was like, this is weird that, like, I'm playing with the chickens, and then we're eating a chicken. Um, and so my mom took me with her when she went to run a marathon in some big city, and I found a PETA pamphlet on the subway, I guess. which <laughs> is what she told me. And um, I was like, Mom, wait, what? What's happening to these animals? Like, is this what I'm doing? And she's like, yeah. She was just very honest. And so I was like, I'm vegetarian. And she's like, okay. So I was vegetarian, pescatarian until my senior year in high school. I had the worst stomach problems. It was like diarrhea all the time, bloating, gas, sickness. Like I was so sick for two years, um, like my junior and senior year. And finally I went to a holistic healer and they were like, you know, I went to hospitals. I had a colonoscopy where they put a camera up your rectum, like all of these yep. things. No one would give me answers. And so these holistic healers were like, you're going to be on these supplements. You're not going to eat dairy for, I don't know, maybe it was like 30 days or whatever. And I was so upset and I was trying to protest because I loved eating cheese <laughs> and I loved my Go-Gurts. And I was like, this is awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I did it because I was in so much pain and... Uh, I realized how much better I felt without dairy, and then I learned about the ethical side, and after that, I was like, I'm vegan. Like, I can't yes. know about this and not be. So, um, yeah, my senior year was 2014, so I've been vegan since 2014, and I would say I stopped eating, like, all animal and animal products then, but I feel like veganism is such 
it's a social justice movement. It's an ethical choice. So it also includes like, you know, not wearing an animal who is skinned alive and not supporting like circuses and rodeos and things like that. Um, you know, it's like an ethical decision that reaches more than just into food. So there is my, <laughs> there's my answer to that one. Wow. Yes, that's incredible. You know, like that just, I think what I love the most about that is your mom, like supporting you and like be letting you kind of not as a young child be like, Hey, I kind of want to do eat this. Cause my yeah. stepsister tried to do that. And yeah, it, I feel so lucky because I know a lot of young people, even some who follow me on social media who are like, I want to be vegan, but my parents won't let me. And I'm like, because they're concerned. Yeah, and yeah. I get that. It, I think it's a thing they just, you know, there's they they need to listen to something like this, or there just needs. Sometimes they don't have time. They don't feel like they have the resources because there's a misconception that it's so expensive. So I definitely understand that too, and I just hope we can do right. more education. Absolutely, you know. And to go back to, I want it just because it popped up in my head when you yeah. said not to whip um, animal products. Um, so what do you think about, like, because, um, you know, that immediately makes me think of, like, Native Americans who wear, like, you know, yeah. um, leather and stuff like that. And they do it more of in a respectful way. And they kind of, like, I think, you know, they do it in a strict, from what my knowledge yeah, tells me, yeah. I think they do, you know, how they, yeah, and they use it to protect themselves when they're living out in the wild. Yeah. Like, uh, what would you say is your view on that? Well, I would say, because I think people ask questions well, like that or like people in the Amazon or whatever, and it's like, me, especially as a white person, I'm not going to tell them what to do. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not my place. And it's not the people that I'm focusing on, right? Because we're, we're talking about like, if you're listening to this podcast – you are living somewhere <laughs> with access to a grocery store. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and not that Native American people now don't have that access, but I just, like, that's not the target for these conversations. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to tell someone like that what to do. You know, this right. is for, like, the rest of the population because I feel like we white people have told them in other cultures and other people that's also why it's kind of weird like even having this conversation as a white person like telling people what to do um and because you're I, not telling people what to do yeah are you <laughs> I, I mean know. when people have conversations and they want to know you know but I would never yes. go to like I, a Native American person or where they live and be like <laughs> like protesting a festival. yeah <laughs> Those feathers on your head. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Like, definitely, I, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And after asking you that, too, I kind of thought of, um, well, I guess we're kind of talking about mostly, like, I don't know, our, like, community, our, our generation as, like, a modern society. Yeah. Because those tradition those lifestyles kind of don't exist anymore i don't think as much yeah they don't they don't seem like or, they do I as much know. like it doesn't you know 
I, I don't think there's as many, obviously not as many people that are like hunting for all of their food today and have mm-hmm. to make all of, you know, society has changed a lot. I'll still always stick to the, my core of like animals are people and I never advocate for eating them or wearing them or murdering them or whatever. But it's just like, I'm not going to tell a native American or someone living in the Amazon or whatever, what to do. You know what I mean? It's just or like, my grandma who swears by pork because that's that's what her dad did like growing up in the villages of Venezuela. Yeah. Like their main, his main job was selling baby pork. So my oh. grandma, when I told her about like, you know, started slowly doing this. Yeah. She's like, she swears by pork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and some people are just gonna, you know what I mean? Some people are not open to it. And while I think... I would love if everyone ate plant-based for the animal's sake, number one, because it's not necessary to eat them. And then number two, for the planet, like, the U.S. is, like, this awful destructive culture that's, like, destroying the planet. So I'm like, how about the people in the U.S. change first? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right because that's exactly what my grandma would say, too. Like, she. Uh, she thinks that the United States has a lot to do with what's going on in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the last person to get into politics, honestly. So, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess America can be kind of, America can be a bully. Yeah. I feel like we've forced a lot of people to assimilate. We've murdered a lot of people. We've, uh, destabilized a lot of other countries. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I would probably agree with your you. grandma. <laughs> Yeah. Hubby's home. <laughs> hey, perfect, because we have some of his questions too, right? Yes. I'm going to bring him in. Say hi to Kaylin. I'm doing the podcast that I told you about. Oh, the Vegan Cub podcast. This is Christian Kaylin, my husband. Hey. Hi, Kaylin. How are you? Good. I'm really excited. This has been fun already. How are you? <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. <laughs> She's a lot of fun to talk to. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to just answer those questions now while you're here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, so um, the, the one of them that you sent me was, what happens if we stop eating animals? Like, won't it mess up the ecosystem, right? That was a question. Well, the answer to that is most, so 99% of the meat the flesh that we eat come from factory farms. So those animals aren't part of the natural ecosystem, right? Because they're being born to be slaughtered. So if we stopped eating those animals, it would be like, you know, it wouldn't be messing up the ecosystem. It would actually be benefiting it because all of the waste and the chemicals and the runoff from factory farms would stop going into the water, would stop... um, you know, people, ranchers clear land and they kill off the wolves and the native animals. So, I mean, the land would be able to regenerate. So, yeah, if we stopped eating those animals and, and even, um, you know, if you're keeping animals like you have a smaller farm, you're still, you have to like slash and burn or clear the land and clear away wildlife to be able to have those animals most of the time. So, I I don't think there would be any problem with not eating those animals anymore, I think it would actually be like beneficial to the planet. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Make, that's kind of like a duh. No, but it's, you have to like think <laughs> about it sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah, you definitely do because you 
you definitely get caught up in um, the lifestyle that we're brought up in. Yeah, and I think a lot of people think that we're still, like, getting animals from small farms. Um, <laughs> and most of the farms are huge. And yeah. most of the... So it's like yeah. they're not even part of the natural ecosystem. You know, we're, like, right. breeding... We're making them exist, basically. Um, so Oops, that wait. was one question. And then um, you asked, are the animals that we even eat, that we eat, are they even in the food chain in... Yeah, like cows, you know, pigs, chicken. Like some of these animals were taken, you know, wild animals who were bred. Or domesticated. Right. Yeah. But I feel like most of the animals we're eating are like farmed, you know. Well, I right. think also too, maybe you had in mind um, deer and boar and stuff because oh, you were thinking well, hunting. Well, I was thinking because I know um, in Alaska and in Canada, they're having, and, and in like some northern parts of the North America, they're having issues with the population of like grizzly bears, mm -hmm. and obviously, obviously, we migrated into their land, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, we. It's inevitable to 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 stop to tell the world that hey, you can't you stop to reproduce, you can't, yeah, you know, <laughs> we yeah. we can't we can't we can only hold a certain amount of humans, so. Obviously, humans are going to expand and venture out and, and get their own land. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to, like, population control or or animal control in those areas to where it's hurting the actual ecosystem. So, bears are killing off more moose or killing off more um, native animals in that area. Mm -hmm. Is it... Is it... Um, how would that be a way to regulate that humane? Uh, okay, so I think if you're looking for a humane way to regulate that, it would never be hunting the animals because... Correct. Yeah, because I haven't thought of, nor has anyone else I know actually thought of a humane way to kill someone who is not ready to die, who doesn't want to die. Um, you know, so, and, and most animals that we see, like, want to live. Like, you know, if you attack an animal... Of course. <laughs> You know, they are going to fight for their life. Exactly. So, like, you, I mean, you kind of said it when you started that question. It's like humans have infringed upon their land. Um, and just because a popular, like, I feel like we've messed up the ecosystem more than we ever will know. And I, I feel right. like us humans have this, like, God condition where we feel like we can go in and reset it. But oftentimes we can't, and and I do think a lot of hunters use that excuse, like, I'm doing conservation, I'm controlling the population. It's like, no, you're just hunting. Like, you are killing animals, and I think that Mother Nature would do a better job of regulating than humans ever would, because, I mean, like, look where we're... I, you just, like, look mm -hmm. where, we, where we're at. So um, I would say right. it's unethical to go in and hunt those animals, because right. I feel like Mother Nature will do her thing, and... And I don't see a humane way to, like, murder animals, especially wild animals who are, like, out right. there. You know what I mean? Right, um, they're just doing their thing. It's, you know, they're, respectfully, yeah. they're, they're doing what what their nature is. You know, yeah. it's, ter it's their territories. They're territorizing their area, their space. Um, no, which I completely get. That's just yeah. something that, that, that I was, you know, 
things that I, I think of, you know, how to, yeah. because you hear, because they're like, like I have a friend who's in the military and he's up in Alaska and they're having bears, you know, man, I mean, they're, Alaska is a big place, but bears are going to come in no matter what, where their forest food is and anything yeah. like that. So it's, they're having a, they're having trouble with a lot of bears coming in and then, you got you got schools and kids around, yeah. and it's only they're every year they're noticing the their population is going up, up and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was just my only thing. How yeah? How can we come up with a way, a humane way, to where we can not regulate animals, mm-hmm. but to either like rehome them or well. <clears throat> If I can chime in, yeah, a little. It's funny to me how, like, it's funny how we're us humans. We always try to control everything around us yeah, rather true. than because we can't control ourselves. Maybe, yeah, like maybe we 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 would look within a little bit and find other type of solutions instead of always trying to find a quick fix because we feel like it's getting overpopulated. And it's going to get out of control, and we can't control right. it. Yeah, and it's like. How about instead of trying to control it, just let's, um, you reflect. know, try a different solution. <laughs> yeah, not even reflect, but, like, try a different re- solution, you know, like, protecting our children in our schools and stuff from bears. Okay, maybe we can use, like, um, you know, a different type of border system or have something that will attract the bears another area, you know. What mm-hmm. attracts bears? Start figuring out what attracts bears, you know make them go that way or something or right. yeah you know because i'm sure bears yeah. with a lot of noise they go away if they had sirens around the school or i'm not a bear expert well, well. <laughs> yeah exactly well that's why you gotta bring in the bear expert yeah <laughs> you know i feel like if humans have made it to the moon like made it to outer space we yeah. could definitely find a better solution than just like mass murdering bears right. you know what i mean this is true yeah uh, um i and, think that's just an yeah. old habit yeah. Of of showing um dominant a dominancy or maybe like um Yeah. It's a new it's a reward for a lot of people. Yeah. And unfortunately. I think what you said was so important because I feel like the solution to that to to the question or, you know, your thought that you're having is probably something that, you know, because we're not bear experts, we couldn't come up with, but I think the main thing is like reflecting on us as humans. Like, why, how did we put them in that situation, and how do we heal that instead of this like band aid, let's shoot them all sort of mentality? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you two have great solutions too. So thanks for that question. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're gonna go inside and yeah. put that in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. It's, good it's nice, to, nice to, meet to meet you. Too. <laughs> all right. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so good yeah that was good that was good yeah <laughs> okay let's see the next question i have from your list is what foods have the most protein and you meant when it came to plant-based foods right yeah yeah <laughs> okay so i did some research because i don't really track that um so i'm just gonna lift list off these names to you and okay. then I think it'd be cool if you told me afterwards, like, which of these you already eat. 
So okay. listeners might be like, oh. Because I have been doing my own research, too. I wonder. And oh, yeah. And I ask because I wonder if I'm, you know, if I'm getting all the scoop. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's such, no, that's such a good one. And I feel like if people are listening, they could count on their fingers every time they heard something that they already eat. And they can yeah. see, like, are, am I already eating this? Um, For sure. <clears throat> So, veggies actually have protein, which a lot of people don't realize. So, broccoli, spinach, artichoke, sweet potato, potatoes, uh, sweet corn, Brussels sprouts. And then, of course, you have your nuts, seeds, nut butters, chia seeds, wild rice, oats and oatmeal, soy milk, quinoa, spirulina. So, two tablespoons has eight grams of complete protein. Um, Complete protein. See, that's the key, too. Yes, yes. It's a complete uh, and then cooked cup of green green peas has nine grams. Uh, hemp yeah, seeds, nooch, chickpeas, and beans. Uh, they usually have fifteen grams of protein per cup. And What's then, nooch? Nooch? Oh, nooch is nutritional yeast. Um, oh, I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> the vegans yes. are always like the nooch. <laughs> Well, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> See, my friend, um, Ashley, who was the one that inspired us to look for a vegan cabin, yeah. brought it um, that to the cabin. And ever since then, I have now I have three in my cabin. Yes, because it's so good, right? <laughs> I put, like, uh, Frank has hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. Yes. Oh, hot sauce and nooch, like, on a sandwich, on a salad. Ooh. Like, Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Hot On a sauce. pizza. Mm. Yes. Oh, so good. So much so you can do. Exactly. Um, so versatile. And then the last one were last ones were lentils has 18 grams of protein per cup. Um, and then you have your tofu, tempeh, and your seitan, which has 25 grams per 3.5 ounces. Um, and I actually found a study from 2013 that shows that vegetarians and vegans actually consume up to 70% more protein than they need. I believe it. In a day. Yeah. I feel like I believe it, especially me, because I'm like trying to compensate, overcompensate maybe, because. Yeah. That's trying to get back in the gym. <laughs> well, that, that protein thing is such a myth that vegans don't have enough protein because the average person, it. if you eat enough calories, I mean, and I'm not a doctor, obviously, but I've watched so many doctors speech and read up on it. And it's like, basically, they all say if you eat enough calories in a day, you get enough protein. It's as simple <laughs> as that. And if vegans are getting, you know, 70% more than they need, like, I- I'm sure you're, you know what I mean? I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The, the Satan, because, <laughs> you know, it's not Satan. <laughs> the Satan. Yes. <laughs> I am interested that in that. I want to try that because um, that is like supposedly a complete protein. Mm-hmm. The spirulina too. I would love to try that. Yes. Um, and then also, I found a nutritional yeast that has um, B twelve in it. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if all of them have it, but this one particularly had like more of it. And I guess you know B twelve is big. When you don't eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect then. Um, and that's and look at all those too. options too. It's like. No. Yeah. I feel like people already eat those things. They just don't realize that even like veggies have protein in them. Oh, it's so much better. Yeah. It's like you're really not missing out on that much if you give up like what's your typical 
meat, you know? Yeah. That everybody eats. Chicken, fish, mm-hmm. cow. And then maybe your little fancy people who are like, <laughs> you know, in touch with the world will have some lamb. <laughs> yeah, we'll have like a baby animal. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like if you get protein through plants, one, you get enough. Two, it's better for your body because it's cleaner. It doesn't have all the, like, the hormones and the chemicals and the disease that comes with meat. It's better for the planet, and you're not, like, you know, slitting anyone's throat. So I just am like, yes, protein from plants, please. For sure, for sure. That, and I just got a random question in my, yeah. popped up in my head. Oh, what do you call people who eat insects and plants? <laughs> Is that a thing? What do you think of that? You know, eating insects. I wouldn't do that because I'm I like I can't eat. I can't. I can barely kill ants. Let's just say that real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't kill ants. I don't kill bugs. I get really upset when people do um, or insects. And uh, I, I think if you eat. That I consider them to be like sentient beings, you know, who feel and and think and have eyes and sure. a brain and a mother. Um, so I think if you eat those, you're just like a normal person. <laughs> I don't know. You're just like not vegan. You know what I mean? Not vegan. Yeah. Yeah, because that's okay. the thing. People people are always like flexitarian. I'm almost or like I'm like. Flexitarian. Like, all of these different things. Lacto-ovo-vegetarian-vegan. I'm like, no, like... You haven't heard that. Yeah, there's all these things. I'm like, you're either vegan or you're vegetarian or you're pescatarian or you're just, like, not any of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Good. These are great questions. Thank you. Yours <laughs> um, is random. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, these are the things that happen when you start thinking about this stuff. You're like, wait, what about this small thing? Yeah, get them all. Get all the. I'm trying to get all of my questions in. Yes. Uh, yes. And what I wanted to add to your question about which foods have the most protein, and then the next question that I had from you was the healthy vegan fats. Um, there is a documentary, which you might have heard about it, and I haven't watched it yet, but it's called Game Changers, and it's on Netflix, um, and it has a bunch of bodybuilders and athletes, okay. and mm. they talk about their fitness and what they eat, and I'm sure they talk about like fat and protein, and you know they're like ripped very fit sure. people so that's a great yeah resource. game changer on netflix yes i'm definitely gonna check it out i haven't watched tv in a while um but i'm gonna i'm gonna make some time for that yeah because especially you said you like to lift weights right i mean it seems like you're well i was and- yeah like two months ago i was really i was lifting 38 pounds in squats yeah so in just a kettlebell and i know like Okay, look, that's a lot for me. Yeah, that, I'm like, wow. I, I was getting it, okay, you know? Yeah. So I want to get back into that, but um, it was kind of around the same time when I stopped, was around the same time when I started changing my diet. Mm-hmm. And I did lose a lot more weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I did lose a lot of weight, not in a bad way because I'm at a healthy weight. I was just at a bulkier weight because I was bulking. Yeah. Which means when you bulk, you eat more protein and you try to gain weight purposely because you want to turn that into muscle. Yeah. So my average weight for my height is like 115, which is what I'm at right now. Like I'm Mm -hmm. eating good. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but if you want to gain muscle gain, you do have to eat extra. You have to eat more calories than what you burn. And yeah. naturally, I burn calories. Like right now, as I'm sitting, I'm burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dwindling down. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I think people do worry about that. So, net, yeah, the movie on Netflix and then also Game Changer. The Game Changers and the Switch for Good podcast, um, which I actually just did an interview on, but I listened to it and they're on social media. And they do so much more than that, but it's run by Dotsie Bouch, who was an Olympic athlete um, on Team USA. And she, you know, has guests like a bodybuilder on her podcast, and they talk about this like people who want to bulk up, you can still definitely do it on a plant based diet. You can do it while you're vegan. Um, and you can do it cleaner and you can recover faster. I've seen it. I've seen it once and I was wondering if he, he had always been vegan and got that muscle gain or mm -hmm. if he recently had just like became vegan was like, you could do it. Yeah. I, I've honestly, I've had to look into it a few times cause a few people have asked this and, uh, I met a vegan bodybuilder once and she was like. Yeah, she was built. Um, but just go on Google, literally search like vegan bodybuilder and you will be like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's possible. I don't even, I kind of just, yeah, I'm definitely sure it's possible. Yeah. After being vegan for, not, I mean, I haven't been vegan like consistently, but yeah, I would say definitely, definitely 99%. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's out of all the weeks, I've, I would probably, since the cabin, I had maybe, like, three meals with meat. Mm -hmm. And it was not, maybe, like, a handful, because it was in the beginning stage, especially. Yeah. When I was trying to find meals, and I was like, oh, I'm just hungry. I need something. Like, yeah. And my husband, you know, made dinner. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you, I mean, you're, like, doing the research and learning, and then eventually you get to this place where it's all so normal that it's, like, not hard at all. <laughs> and you're, like, it actually seems hard to go back to eating how you did before. You're, like, yeah. I don't know. It, like, totally, totally Well, reverses. before I was putting so much pressure on myself, too. Yeah. Like, previous years when I would be, like, you know, when people were really coming out being vegan and stuff, and they're, mm -hmm. like, it's really good for you, and Mm -hmm. you try to do it and I try to do it um but now I just like kind of I was like you know I'm gonna try it yeah this is, it feels natural for me it feels good to me yeah and it makes sense so I didn't put too much I haven't been putting too much pressure on myself mm -hmm. and yeah that kind of works for sure <laughs> yeah and and I mean you have resources obviously you have me and Kim and there's so many online yeah. resources sources for free and I think that once you get into it and you start to unpack it more like I mean just like workers rights like what happens to people who work in slaughterhouses and on you know immigrants who are like basically glued to factory farms and you know other farms who mm. if not can get deported or taken to court or whatever I mean oh my god just the more you get into it I think you're gonna be like wow <laughs> Yes. Like, it, like you know, some you're like kind of for me. Like you can ease into it, and then 
you'll just start learning so much that you're like, oh my gosh, this goes way deeper than you than you ever thought it did. Um, so I'm I'm excited for you, and also, holy moly, yeah, you're so right. I mean, all the vegans joke, and now I get it after being vegan for years, that at first when you go vegan, you're like the happy vegan. You're like, yay, I eat plants. I love everybody. Then you get into the social (laughs) justice side, and you start learning about what happens to the animals and workers and um, just like all the oppression. And then you're like angry vegan. Everyone says there's stages, and I feel like (laughs) I'm like – in all of the stages all the time. Like, I've, some people say you get over the angry vegan, but I definitely haven't. So, wow. it'll be interesting to see your cycle. <laughs> yeah. The next question I have from you were healthy vegan fats. Um, oh, yeah. So, I just found a few to list. And, again, if people at home are listening, you could count on your fingers and be like, which of these do I already eat? Um, mm-hmm. I know there's way more than these, but the ones that I found that seemed like the most prominent were... Um, nuts, avocado, chia seeds, yep. cacao, uh, walnuts, I don't know. Cacao, like chocolate? Yeah, like the right? chocolate, um, the nibs. Uh, something that I don't know what I wrote. Oh, I think I wrote olives. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, olives, that's, duh, yeah. Olives. So many things that, like, people use as, like, for particular dishes yes. you can be eating every day. Yes. More side dishes. More si- side dishes are awesome, especially yeah. when you're vegan and you have to bring your own food places sometimes. <laughs> mhm. Um. So olives, coconut, pistachios, edamame, and tahini. True that. Ooh, tahini. I didn't even. Yes. You wouldn't even think tahini. Yes. Because of the way it tastes. Right. So that I mean I think those are things people are, are already eating. Um. So yeah, yeah. I and just bought tahini. Oh. homemade hummus. <gasps> yes, there you go. Protein and healthy fats. You got the chickpeas and the tahini. Yes. And guess what? I'm adding nutritional yeast. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm adding that noosh. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that you're using that too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Nutritional yeast. No. Yes. <laughs> kidding yes um the next question i had from you kind of went away from uh, uh foods which we were talking about and you said or you asked like when in history um did humans eat meat right yeah this one's interesting and my mom actually um had an input on this question we oh. were talking about it yeah my mom's Jehovah Witness. Yeah. So she believes um, in the Bible. So something about like there was a point where pe- where humans actually God never intended us to eat meat. Mm-hmm. So that was the Garden of Eden. Actually, we had everything we needed. We didn't have to eat meat. But then when we sinned, of course, things got a little harder. So yeah. then we had to eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how. My- that's what my mom, you know, was explaining. So that's it's just an interesting perspective. I actually really like that too. That like yeah, we started off with what we cool. have. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I sat. My family was like all around me when I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be on a vegan podcast." You know, <laughs> kind of all talked about it, and that came up. Yeah. So, I mean, that is interesting because I feel like 
See, I didn't really know how to answer this question because if you're religious, you look at history and humans differently. If you're not, I mean, if you, I mean, there's so many different ways. So the only thing that I, I could think to add here, which might be helpful to people is like, yeah, I'm not quite sure when in history it started, why exactly it started. I mean, you can look back and, and you can start to see the trend of like, obviously besides Native Americans, like eating animals like hunting and gathering or whatever um but when people started like farming animals is when they from what i've researched is from when they started owning land all of a sudden um which, oh settlements yeah settlements like yeah you start owning land you start Settling owning down. women you start owning animals you start you know what i mean you gotta feed your women yeah you gotta, exactly that's always been yeah so and and you know what you know what's funny now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was too so it was too hard for them to like grow. So it was easier for them to keep an animal alive than rather learn the really how to put care into your garden. Yeah, yeah I feel like animal uh, like farming animals is almost like the easy way out. Even though I'm not Very. saying it's easy to take care of animals because I've I've lived on sanctuaries and taking care of animals, but um. I think that keeping up with the garden, like, depending on that, would, would take more care. And it would bring you closer with the earth than just, like, oh, animals born, food, water, slit their throat. You know what I mean? Um, but a lot of people do argue the point, like, they're like, well, humans have uh, eaten meat throughout history, so it's natural. And to that, I always like to say, which makes everyone go, eh, what? Um, is that, like... <laughs> We're not living in a natural world anymore. Like, if you want to be completely natural, don't drive your car. Don't talk on your cell phone. I mean, like, and, and in the animal world, sexual assault is a natural thing. I mean, that's how animals breed. Like, the, the thing about humans yeah. is that we have the consciousness to, like, make these decisions. So people love to say, like, oh, it's natural because we've been doing it forever. Well, I was just we don't want to do the things we've done forever. <laughs> I was going to say the difference between what makes us humans is that we're able to like rationalize and, and not think so instinctually and like natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to be natural, but, um, but now you're using that as like, you're getting, I feel like you're make cross crisscrossing what it means to be natural for a lot of us. Yeah. And then using it as like, it's natural for us to eat meat. Yeah, and it's natural. It's natural for us to engage in bad habits, but are you going to always do bad habits just because it right. feels good in the moment? Right. We love we love um, instant gratification. Yeah, and I feel like yes. that's what everything has been. I could not agree with you more, and and I also think some things are natural, but we still want to like consciously you know, be aware of what we're doing. Like, eating is natural, but we can be aware of what we eat rather than, like, you know, mass farming animals or even small farms. I mean, I have a problem with those, obviously, too, just as much as I do factory farms. And, like, going to the bathroom is natural, but we still, like, go into a bathroom or we still go away from other... I mean, there's, like, you know, we've created norms that come with it. We're not just, like, living how we lived when humans first were here <laughs> however that was trust me yeah. <laughs> you try you try living without ac yeah, yeah. And actually, that's and natural you know <laughs> you know and there's some countries that are still living without ac like santo domingo yeah people in santo domingo 
they a lot of the you know poorer families they don't have ac yeah yeah and then people it's just funny it's and yeah it's funny people are like well i'm i'm doing the natural thing and i'm like you are in a cushy house <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's not natural. It's not. I don't know. Um, so I like that you asked that because I always laugh when people bring that up. Um, like the natural thing, even though you didn't say that, it just reminded me of that. Um, and then the next question you asked, which I, I'm also really glad that you brought up, and I kind of touched on a little bit, was you said like holistic meat. What about humane meat? Like if you did a small farm. Or you raise the animals yourself or something mm. along those lines. Yep. That I asked because, um, you know, my, my grandma, my grandma's dad, like, would raise animals and, and then, you know, yeah. sell them. So I just felt like, well, what if it, they did it more of, like, you know, they appreciated the animal more and did it more in a, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, that's where it gets tricky because I don't think there's such thing as like holistic or humane meat because, like we talked about earlier, yeah, it doesn't like, make sense. Yeah, there's no humane thing about like slitting someone's throat, stabbing them to death, doing the stun bolt gun to the head, which is like common ways to kill animals, um, hanging them upside down and slicing their body. I mean, no matter there's so many te- there's so many techniques to get the meat right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what it's about. And you know, it's like, you have a dog, right? You wish we talked about your dog. Um, so basically when people ask this question, I'm like, okay, tell me with your dog's not in pain, your dog's healthy, your dog's normal, blah, blah, blah. How do you humanely slaughter your dog right now? Like if you had all the tools in a slaughterhouse, you have all the tools in your house, like how would you humanely slaughter your dog? You know? Um, I would punch the veterinarian in the face yeah. because that's what I almost did when I had to, we had to put our big boy Wapple down. Um, this was four years ago. You know, he was having like, they found a mass in his stomach. So he was not really eating properly and he was actually in pain. Yeah. But what I wish we would have done instead of, cause they gave him that blue stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the euthanization. It's always blue. Yeah. Because I've worked at veterinary, I've worked at a veterinary one time before. We did that prior euthanization. It's always blue. Yeah. Um, oh, and I was so mad. I was like, because the, they basically made it. They forced us almost to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And I wish, knowing me and my family, that we're so connected with nature and we know how to like. Uh, comfort somebody when they're going through pain yeah. and like going through a hard time why didn't we even do that for our own dog like i wish we would have just been like no we're we're taking him home we'll deal with it at home yeah 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 and if that's the that's the way to think about it too is like you can relate to situations you've been with with the animals you know and love um and so you Animals that we eat are seen as different, but they're not. I mean, we've created mm-hmm. them to be that way. We've created that idea. And so it's like, yeah, if, if someone's saying, what about humane meat, whatever. Like, the, also the thing is, is that if an animal is raised on a small farm and they see you every day and some farmers are like, I love them, I take good care of them. Wow. How, how messed up is it then to stab that animal to death? You know what I mean? Like... They trusted you, and you're taking their life for literally no reason because 
I mean, there's enough vegans in the world to know that you can live on a plant-based diet. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, humane, so I would just say humane meat does not exist. And small farms and factory farms, like whether the farm's organic or pasture-raised or whatever, they still have the same practices. You're still killing an animal who does not have to die. You're still forcing them to come into this world, which is just, I mean, awful. You're Like, the idea of making someone come into the world to for the purpose of killing them, exploiting them, taking control of their reproductive systems is, like, an awful idea. Um, it is. It's not yeah. fun. It's just not good for the mental, for the psyche, for the world, for nothing. No. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't it doesn't help anyone. So people who are like, I eat local grass. I mean, it's like, no. It's, <laughs> it's not any better. If anything, it's more twisted because we're trying to tell ourselves it's a good thing. Um, and basically, like, most of the animals that we eat, I mean, especially eggs, especially dairy, it's sexual violation of animals. They're forcibly impregnated. Um, we control their reproductive systems. Ew. Um, which, I mean, they mutilate, like, the genitals of animals. They force them to become pregnant. I mean, it's just disgusting. And they all go to slaughter in the end. Um, and so, yeah, I think for people who have questions about the humane meat, like the sla which doesn't exist, and uh, slaughtering on small farms, um, I can send these to you, but for people listening, these will be in the show notes. But Free From Harm okay. is a great resource. If you just type in humane meat, you can read so many articles. Um, if you type in backyard chickens, you can read, like, why you wouldn't want to have that. Like, there's so many things. Um, and why then, you wouldn't want to have backyard chickens and take their eggs? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's um, interesting because, you know, it's um, from the people that I know that have chickens, they're like, yeah, I mean, they do it. They just do it. Yeah, which is which is true. They are laying eggs, but first of all, any chickens today are creating... I think that chickens used to lay, like, they lay 11 eggs in the wild per year, and now they're laying over 100 because we have um, basically, like, modified their genetics for our own... to exploit them, basically. Um, and to me, it's gross because it is... Like, thinking that the female reproductive system of some other animal is here for us. You know what I mean? It's like, that is their thing. Like, my period that I get is not for anyone else. And and their process that, that their body's going through is not for anyone else. So, one, it reinforces the idea that someone else's reproductive system is for us, which should not be a thing. Um, two, all the animals now, like all the chickens that people have in their backyards, whether they ship them in in boxes, whether they got them at a local store, they got them from a friend, um, have all these problems. Like, they get eggs that get stuck in them now because they're bred to have too many. And the chickens need to be eating their eggs for all the calcium that is lost from having mm -hmm. so many eggs every year. So, yeah, people would be like, well, if I don't eat them, it'll go to waste. But no, chickens need to eat those eggs because their bodies are so messed up. Um, so yeah, on freefromharm.org, there is a great, uh, article, if you just type in backyard chickens, that can say it way better than I ever can. Um, but for people who, like, want to do more research into that, um, Free From Harm also has stories from former humane, I say that with air quotes, farmers who did, like, cheese and eggs and all this stuff, who now talk about, like, looking back 
why they're like, wait, what was I thinking? Um, yeah. So that's great too from the farmer's perspective. That's a great. Resource. I would love to get that. I'm gonna have to um, get that from you after this. Yes, yes, and like I said, I'll send it to you and I'll put it in the show notes so people don't okay. have to go like searching the internet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was a great question, and I just have three more from you actually. Um, the next one was you said like you know could we compromise because the world is never one sided which is totally true. Like, you know, there is no black and white. Um, I had to come to that realization, sadly, and I still have hope, though. But yeah, because here's the thing, and I so, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, do it, do it. <laughs> but I feel like there has to be something where, as humans, we're constantly looking for something that unites us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can easily say, oh, well, what unites this unites us can easily be the sun because it gives us energy or breathing unites us because we all do it. But, you know, like, just thinking about, like, festivals and clubs and stuff, like, I noticed that we're all tr- trying so desperately to find something that unites us, that unite unity, like music yeah. or whatever. But even within that, we're always so different. Yeah. So what's that one thing that can like we can all agree on? Right. Is there that one thing? I I don't know. That's such a big question. But I feel like is e- love. Even air, right. Love? I mean, everyone wants to be loved, right? Whether they you, know how to do it or not. <laughs> that's that's a very good one. I mean, that's, that's a very good one. That's one of the only things I can think of. Even if people don't know how to give love or receive love, I think <laughs> most humans and other animals like want to feel, or what you said, they want to feel connected. They want to feel loved. I guess. Yeah, love. That's actually a really good one. But I feel like the whole world is not on that. No, I. I mean, because I feel like we're so disconnected. And yeah, and I really do believe a large part of it is if we're sitting down to eat violence, which is animal flesh, animal secretions, three plus times a day. I mean, yeah, the world is so uh, desensitized and normalized to literally just murdering like <laughs> living beings. You know what I mean? So if we can't even change what's on our plates, I'm like. Wow. <laughs> you know, how are we going to get to that point? I feel like, yeah, through, yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. But actually, that's a really good one. Love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you think of other ones too? That's a really good question. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was actually trying to think, like, because, I mean, yeah, love, but I that's actually, re- that's actually the best one. Because that's always the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as cliche as it is, love is the answer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I mean, and I feel like if we let love drive our actions or our decisions, we would all be a lot better off. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm glad you asked that. And, and to the question is, can we compromise? Like, so to me, veganism is a social justice movement. Just like, I don't know. Um, like how I want rights for women, right? I would never compromise and be like, women or females deserve less. Like, I won't compromise on that. Like, I know the world isn't like that yet, but I won't lower my standards just because that's what the world 
wants. Like, I'm not going to compromise on the status quo. So I also feel like that for animals. But then again, I feel like the only place I will compromise when it comes to that is like, you know, I'm not going to tell Native Americans what to do. I'm not going to tell different people. So, yeah, I think that there's gray to everything, but I think that if we looked at it as a social justice issue, as we did all other ones, like, we're not going to, you know, those of us who, like, really care about social justice issues are not going to compromise on, like, oh, it's okay to, uh, you know, sexually assault women or whatever on these days, but not the other days, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm never going to be like, oh, yeah, you can eat animals on these days, and not, you know what I mean? Um, so I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. And someone will probably be mad at making at me for making that comparison, but in my mind, No, no, it's no, like, no. I'm just You're gonna hate me. Not really, actually. I think it's so normal. I'm just going through my head like I I, I mean start thinking and about b- Bogolgi. About what? And how Bogolgi. Korean barbecue. Oh, I'm so horrible. No, but listen to me, okay? I'm going here some. I'm going with somewhere here. Yes. And I'm I'm realizing that bulgogi is just a taste, a seasoning. Like, yeah. You know, like a lot of the flavors that people are actually loving comes from seasoning. It comes from plants. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay? So and you're literally just putting it on a piece of meat that tastes like blood and flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just yes. thinking about this, you know, and it's like so true like it's not impossible to make this change. It's because it, the question arised from feeling hopeless a little bit sometimes because the world does seem like so, like it's not. It's it can never be one sided or mm-hmm. like like you're you're afraid of telling people what to do. And I feel that so hard because I'm always. I like to think of myself as a leader mm-hmm. because I don't like to follow this like the normality or whatever the yeah. current. I do believe copycatting is important because that's how we learn. Yeah. It's important what you copycat. But what I mean is, what I'm guess what I'm trying to say is, um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought there for a minute, but <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's so possible. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you know, these questions as you, as you're, you know, answering them for you, for me, the hope is like becoming stronger and stronger and it's it's very it feels good you know it feels nice i mean i think because once you start to think about it it kind of makes sense and also what you said about like the seasonings i mean there's not a food every food that i want like the taste of something yeah like you said it's through plants that that flavor comes from and yeah, so, I mean, I don't feel deprived of anything that I liked before. Because yeah. I'm like, you can just make it in a different way. Um, and so, it's yeah. that battle in your in, in your mind that I think a lot of people are going to go through. Yeah. Is that, like, oh, but I'm going to miss bulgogi. Yeah. But then I'm like, wait, I can make bulgogi with mushrooms. Because yes. it's, really all the, it's really just the seasoning. Yeah. And I know this because my husband's a chef. And he was just talking about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. And then also, I guess I had that devil advocate a part of me because my husband is such a meat eater. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he works for a company that I'm not going to mention because (laughs) 
they're like an extre- uh, extremely like it's a meat company you know yeah. it's like a restaurant it's a food chain that's big on meat so yeah. you know it's a battle it's it's but I also I work for the company too but I also think like maybe I can change it from within but mm. Do I really want to like even try with that? Yeah, <laughs> and I can I can make an impact somewhere else so much better, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's important that we're like, you know, in those places where it's hard, but you don't want to do it to where it's like draining you and you're just mm-hmm. hating it because veganism can be this beautiful thing, and especially when you first go vegan, having that support rather than that constant negative feedback and arguing and stuff, I feel like is so important. Um, to not get burned out. So yeah, I feel like you can make change in in so many places, and um, and and also like I'm fine with telling people what to do when it comes to like don't hurt that person. Um, yep. I'm at a protest for this thing, and I I'm there. I'm a hundred percent committed. Like don't eat animals. Blah blah blah. Um, like I have no problem, you know, telling people those things but yeah some people aren't gonna listen so i would say pick your battles wisely (laughs) true but true and then eventually we'll have more numbers and they're gonna have no choice because yeah (laughs) i i would be very interested to see like as you're transitioning what your husband like what happens you know because so it'll be it'll be interesting very he actually started going vegan for me because he was concerned yeah as any parent that I kind of would think in a way. Yeah. Not that he's my parent, but obviously he's my husband. So he cares about me like a parent, Yeah, you know? So he's like, let me do the, it's kind of, he's in my, he's my ride or die. Like he's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to go vegan with you. Even though I work with the, for the largest like me company. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool though. Like the, yeah. that veganism has reached that. That makes me happy. And guess what? He, he goes back to, where he works and works with the major um, chefs, mm-hmm. you know, the major chefs and are and sharing my vegan dishes that we're making at home. And guess what? They're loving it. And they're making, they're experimenting with like vegan things in the restaurant. Not because of us, but they kind of were already working on that. But it's more. Yeah. It's more influence. It's more of that stuff. So, yes. you know, we're bringing that into that you know that is cool. I'll tell you later I just don't want to stay on the podcast because yeah. I you know I don't know how non-disclosure agreements I don't know yeah. <laughs> no that's that's totally fine um that's so interesting though and I love that you're spreading that there because that's honestly how it happens you know just like one person to the next person to the you know just how ideas yeah. transfer so that's really exciting yes yes um absolutely so I have two more questions from you, and one is not uh, really a question. Um, but the last, like, like real ethical question that I, I think you gave me, and um, let me know if I missed anything, but you asked about farming bees. There we go. This is the major one. This is the hardest one I've had. <gasps> yes. Oh. Well, let's I, get into it. Sorry. Ah, honey is so good. I know. So sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Ah. So I'll give you the information and you obviously will decide what to do with it. Um, Okay. Once again, like the definition of veganism is not exploiting someone else for your gain to like eat their Mm. whatever. So 
yes. Some people will say eating honey is vegan. I say it's not because you're taking it from an animal, um, which is like the definition, goes against the definition of veganism. Um, so basically, I did some research on how much work bees put into collecting honey. And I found that one jar is one million flower visits for bees. So one jar of honey we consume. And their wings, they use a lot of energy, uh, beat 11,400 times per minute to produce that jar of honey. And <laughs> so there's 30,000 residents usually in one colony. And um, they make 2,100 pounds worth of honey per year. But that's also their primary food source. And they use it in the winter to stay warm because if not, they can die. Um and so basically, like, if you buy it from a commercial honey producer or whatever, the standard is is that the honey is replaced with sugar, water, or whatever. So that is not good, like a sugar concentrate, which is not good for them. They did all that work, and now they're just eating sugar. Um, yeah. And then it, it lacks the micronutrients that the honey has. Um, usually when it's past harvest season, they'll just kill all the bees to keep costs down which they call mm. call, but that just basically means to kill. Um, and also for the bee colony, they usually clip the queen bee's wings so that she can't fly away um, because, you know, the queen bee would usually leave the hive or go somewhere else or whatever. Um, and the colony would follow. Yeah, so it's, to me, I'm like, I'm not doing it because I know that they're small, but it's like they're, I feel like, again, it's that thing like taking something from nature that's not ours. Um, and, you know, obviously you can be healthy without honey. And in this day and age, there's so many vegan honeys that taste the same. If you're looking for that taste, you can make it from dandelions. Um, you know, they have all these different brands. So I just think it's not necessary um, and I ate honey before too, and I did bee pollen and all of this stuff, but just after looking into it, and even if it's coming from someone's backyard, I feel like the ethics are better because they're not doing all of those things I just talked about. But for me, the principle is like, I'm not taking this from them because it's not mine. I didn't work for it. They put in all that effort. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, it's more like I respect the bees more than I crave their honey. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big thing that vegans talk about, actually. Really? Yeah, I mean, just, I never used to like honey growing up. Yeah. I thought it was so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm like, oh my God, where have you been in my life? But when you put it that way, when you actually really do hear about, um, that does make sense because where, where else? Why are they making honey and to begin with? Yeah, and it's for them. It's, it's not just for fun. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> not because they're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> look at us, we're sweet. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, that makes sense, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm wondering now, how can I make my own honey? Well, you can make it from dandelions, which I've seen a couple people do. I've never personally done. Or just like, you know, like science is out there. Yes. How can we replicate the way that, have you ever seen a bee go into the flower yeah. and pick up nectar? Have you ever seen it? Yeah. It's the cutest thing and they pack it on their thighs. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the cutest thing. So I'm thinking, 
okay, where does the magic happen? You know, where right. does that pollen that they collect turn into honey? And how can we do that instead? Yeah. But also because, because I'm looking at it also from the perspective of like a, a gardener and, um, you know, the more the flowers yeah. and the more that we grow, the more that we cut, the more grows, the more we cut, the more they grow, yeah. the more, but we need pollinators. Right, so, but couldn't the thing be that we, like, have them, but we don't take their honey, you know? Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying, we need them, but also, I'm thinking, what if it's also helping a little bit the pollination, having more bees, but now you're saying that they kill them on off-seasons, like, that's just wrong, that's totally wrong, because now, it's like you say, now we're, what humans have kind of always done, we're, we're using other people for our own personal gain or we're using other live um, animals for our own gain and that's a that's a problem i mean can you imagine like doing all that work and then some human like replaces it with sugar water and you're i'd be like honestly it reminds me a lot of capitalism like you almost kill yourself working so many hours and then the big guy makes all the money and you're left with a little bit just to survive i mean it's i feel like it's literally that but on a on a it's smaller unbelievable scale. you know what i mean yeah like i feel like that's what we're doing to bees which is why they call people worker bees which i just like got in my head i'm like oh my gosh it's very yeah that's very true <laughs> oh my god yeah but there's mm. I, I did find an article with I'll send to you and put in the show notes that has all the alternative honeys. Um, a big one's called Bee Free Honey, and I've had it at vegan restaurants before. It tastes just like honey. It's made out of apples, Yeah, don't actually. worry. I'm not too heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> because you're making a lot of sense. I know you're probably, I'm like, quiet. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> just I'm going to hang up on her right now. <laughs> like, the honey was too far. <laughs> It's too much to ask. She's smart for saving it the last time. <laughs> Coming but, in with the honey. <laughs> um, but you know, if I'm just doing it for the taste, yeah, then why not? But then there's also, you know, there's antibacterial properties, antimicrobial properties um, mm-hmm. in bee honey. Um, but we could get that every, like anywhere else too, like alcohol. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like... Or I'm sure mushrooms out there. I'm sure there's got to be, a, like, yeah. a mushroom out there. I mean, I feel like there has to be that in other plant sources. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually one thing is not the only thing that has that. So I did not research that, but that would be a great one. But, you know, we could, like, send each other messages. you like, I found this Absolutely. Whatever. Because I'm thinking about why I love honey. And it, I love it because of the taste. So, boom. Check. I can... Find a vegan honey. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I had no clue. Yeah. That's a new one for me, for yeah. sure. And then I guess honey, I just love, uh, I, I love using honey. I love the way that it feels mm-hmm. on, you know, as a, as lip, as a lip gloss. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, as a putting in body scrubs and stuff like that. Um, but there's totally other options. Oh, Yeah. And it's it, not like it's the last. Yeah, and and as you go, if you have these questions, you're like, what's most similar to this? There's so many vegan Facebook groups where you're like, you know, what's the most similar to this? I'm a new vegan. What should I try? And people are like, mm-hmm. on it. They're like, I know what to tell you. And then you can, you know, try different <laughs> things and find something that's, 
more close to home, like more comforting for you. That's true. Not on Facebook as much, but I like this. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Awesome. Having vegan friends is really what helps. Yes, and there's I'm big on my on my friends. I like yes. I like a community. I like um a team. Me too. I'm like here for that. So I feel like. Yeah, in real life, I, once you go vegan, you start to meet other vegans, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't know that this many existed. Even though the number yeah. is low, they're, like, surprisingly everywhere. Um, Especially so, around here in yeah, Tampa and exactly. St. Pete. Exactly. And, and if you do get into animal rights activism ever, that will open you up to a whole new community who can answer all these questions, like, on the spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think, um, you know... Um, like any situation, I think uh, everybody can get a bad rep when they allow their emotions to speak for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about like how be- vegans have always had a bad rep because they're the ones that throw paint on paparazzis or on um, pop stars. Yeah, for like wearing you know, fur. fur yeah. yeah, like so that's the only reason why. I- but that's such old thinking. I think people yeah. are kind of past that now as veganism becomes more of like a, a obvious option. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that vegans are angry because it feels like no one's listening half the time. Like, you know, if you go to a protest for, if you're in the U.S. and I go to a women's rights protest, um, like, no one's, like, telling me, I mean, depending on where you live, obviously. But a lot of places, people are like, generally, I understand what you're here for. I accept that. And so, but then you go and you're like, hey, don't slit that animal's throat. Or don't mutilate their body and then wear their skin. And someone's like, oh my god, you're telling me what to do. This is so awful. You're so mean. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm literally telling you not to kill someone. Um, So, yeah, I think vegan protest is seen as angry. Where other protests are more accepted. But it's like... Yeah, people forget that it's a social justice issue, too. I don't accept... I get the anger. I guess I just don't think that the anger... Because, like, in any situation, you have to first learn how to communicate yourself before you can express what you truly want or need. So we have to work on how we can actively communicate ourselves. And yes, we're angry. Yes, we feel anger and stuff like that, but... Nobody ever listens to that. And nor do we want to listen to that because if you think about it, like growing up, being yelled at, uh, I don't know, it's, this is a whole, uh, this is a whole other topic <laughs> yeah. about like how to raise your children. With, but I was just saying like you can't teach anybody with anger. Um, at least for me, I, I would rather want somebody to tell me like, Teach me with example more. I think mm-hmm. the best way to lear- learn is teaching by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting because there's so many ways to look at it. And I also, too, which, yeah, that totally resonates with me because I'm like, I need an example. You know, a lot of times I want an example to follow um, if something's new. But also I would say that a lot of other social justice movements have gotten to where they are now because of protests and because of being loud and because they took their anger and they used their voices. Um, and I just think it's this thing with vegans that 
that people don't like it because they because we've separated ourselves from the natural world and animals so much um, that it's like if you're angry about that it's not all right but if you're angry about something else it's like brave and bold um, get you yeah so I they get you in that yeah. aspect. I think that the different forms of activism are all important, and I think a lot of people don't react well to the yelling and stuff. Well, just don't throw paint at people wearing fur, because that's not nice. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, but I'm as sure those activists would argue, not- like, skinning someone alive is yeah. nice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the I've never personally <laughs> thrown paint on anyone. Would I do it? Maybe. <laughs> Um, to be honest, <laughs> um, but in the heat of the moment, yeah, maybe, yeah. in the heat of Still the moment, <laughs> but I would think, I would argue that, uh, those activists are probably thinking like throwing paint on someone is nothing compared to skinning someone alive. You know what I mean? So, I think it's like, a, I just, definitely a matter of perspective, I guess. Yeah. I would just say it just angers people more though. Yeah. Even with the other activisms, because the people that are sitting back watching that are actually doing what we're protesting against. Yeah. It's fueling them. Yeah. I think. Well, I think And it's only going to make it worse as long. But I think there is an appropriate way to express that anger in the sadness. Yeah. Yeah. I think through like through artistical way like art art through art and Mm -hmm. art can be like me sitting in my garden being like ah yeah Yeah. you know and boom that's literally how I feel yeah you know yeah I I totally agree (laughs) with you and and I would say at the same time um that a lot of people like so this is the thing too I think which I don't know. I'm sure people think about this. But so I've done a lot of disruptions where you go into restaurants and you're like, attention, everyone. You stand up and you talk over everyone and you're like, just to let you know, you're like eating dead animals. They didn't want to die, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the purpose of that is not to change everyone's mind in the moment. So the person who's throwing paint on someone wearing someone else's skin is probably not to change that individual's mind it's probably for media attention or to like get in the press to just raise awareness because humans have to hear about something so many times before it starts to click so usually when you see something like that like the paint throwing or the disruption we're not under any illusion that someone's going to be like i'm healed I'm vegan now. You know what I mean? Usually people are upset, but they go home and they talk about it. Then it's on the news and people Google veganism. You know what I mean? Um, Because any publicity is good publicity. Yes. And anybody will say that. Anybody will say that. Yes. I mean, I think that's, again, not that I've thrown pain on people, but I'm just doing the... I get you. I would would think that's what would be going through someone's head. I look at it as like, um, because I'm like... Um, I will always defend the te- the child that's te- throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the mall. Yes. I'll be like, well. What do well, they need? Find, what do they need? You know, <laughs> yeah, like find yeah. out what, why are they doing that? Nobody just throws a temper tantrum. Yeah. And that's what was I was trying to explain to my family members during like the whole like um, human rights um, with for Black Lives Matter. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a reason why my black friends are crying out. We need to hear them. Whether you don't see it in your neighborhood, whether you right. don't see it in your area, there's a reason why people are crying out. Right. We need to hear them out. And we don't need to police them on how to say things. 
I think is a right. thing too. That's true. You know, you, you really like, shouldn't. Yeah. But I don't believe in violence fighting with violence. Right, right. But I think that sometimes violence can be seen as just speaking out like, you know, someone who doesn't understand Black Lives Matter might yeah, be like, that's no, no, no. so Speaking blah. out, sorry, you know I, mean? I interrupted your little peaceful date night. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have something to say right now, but yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. I, I guess I would say just the violence, but not saying that anybody... Ha- you know, yeah, done any violence. We're getting off topic. Anyway. anyway no, that was good. That was good because these are things <laughs> to consider. Um, so your last thing that you asked were about uh, vegan celebrities. And so oh, yeah. I did some research because I, I thought didn't that would be know. fun. Yeah. So here are some common names that people might know who are vegan. Um, we got to start with Joaquin Phoenix because... I think a lot of us Ooh. know he's vegan. Joaquin, he's the main star of The Joker. Um, Sorry, I'm lame. Oh, no. It's, I don't know people either. That's why I had to research. I just know him because he's vegan. <laughs> okay, so he's the one that does who? The Joker? The Joker. Mm-hmm. Really? The okay, The Joker cool. that came out. Um, the new one, yeah. That's him. He's also been in the movie Signs. He's been in a ton of movies, I guess. People say. That's cool. Um, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure people will, res- like, will like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's a good one. Uh, Venus Williams is, <gasps> is vegan. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Yep. What? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Will I Am, the singer rapper, is vegan. He talks Shut about up. animal My rights. My husband too. is gonna love that. There you go. He loves Will I Am. He's vegan, and he's vegan for ethical reasons. He's not just like plant based dude. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, that's so cool. Natalie Portman is vegan. She's very outspoken on. She, I feel animals. like she's yeah, she's yeah. a feisty vegan. <laughs> yes, and then uh, Alicia Silver Silverstone. Um, oh, cool! I love her too. Yeah, she's yeah, so she's hilarious. Vegan. Her whole Instagram is like all veganism. She's so. <laughs> I mean, she's awesome. And then these are other people who. Uh, Say they're vegan, I would say maybe they're plant-based, but Ariana Grande, uh, Billie Eilish, uh, Ellie Goulding, Zac Efron, yeah. I mean, some of those people, I think, like, I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on them, emphasis on them, because then they do something that's not vegan, everyone's like, they're not vegan anymore, and I'm like, well, were they vegan to begin with, or were they just plant-based? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but it's also... It's important because they have so much um, influence. Yes. Yes. So it's nice to have that, like, huh, they tried it. Yes. Or at least they think they're trying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or for whatever reasons. Oh, my God. What was that? Anyways. um, For whatever reason, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So those are people, you know, if you love those people and you agree with, a lot of their lifestyle. Those are people to check yeah. out. Um, and I wrote down a few resources because you asked about, uh, like, you know, famous people. I feel like these people are kind of famous in the vegan community, and if they're not famous, they should Ooh, be. Cool. So I wrote down some of these so that people can check them out if they want. Um, Dr. Breeze Harper is the creator of Sista Vegan, which is a book. Um, she is... 
I, I don't know. She's really awesome. So that's I'll just list them so people can do their own research. Uh, Brenda Sanders from who's the creator of Afro Vegan Society. Um, Genesis Butler, yeah. who is a really young uh, animal rights activist. Angela Davis is vegan. Um, which actually I probably should have mentioned that before, but. Uh, Angela Davis is vegan, and then Christopher Sebastian is a really great person to follow. Afco, um, who wrote Afroism and started Black Vegans Rock, and I love Mothers Against Dairy. I also work for Mothers Against Dairy, but I love them because it's all these mothers talking about their connection to their children and um, comparing it to the dairy industry and telling their <laughs> stories. And then veganismofcolor.com is also another great resource. So people I love important people doing really great things who should be famous. If you're not already. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yes. Yay. Thank you, Kaylin. Yeah, thank you for being open to just talk about it and ask your questions and start like such a good conversation. This is way more professional than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be recorded, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna be on it. Man, no, a lot of great information. I'm walking away like I have this new treasure that I just want to tell everybody <gasps> about. Oh my god, for real, like. It just makes sense. Oh, it just makes sense. And I can't wait for my journey. I can't wait to see where it does take me. Um, I don't want to think too much far into it, but I'm happy with like what how I feel right now about it. Yes. And I feel a lot more confident as a vegan, like trying to go vegan. Make the world a better place by leaving things better than I found it. You know, whether it be people or the planet or, you know, all kinds of things. Isn't there a quote that says, feel fear and do it anyways? Yeah. 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 So I think for us insignificance, we have to do it ourselves. A lot of people are doing things in their life they're not completely happy with mm -hmm. and they're doing it just because you know it's a norm and they feel like they feel pressured by society Definitely. or they're just you know stuck in this rut mm -hmm. and you know ruts can be comfortable for people and they can be very comfortable comfort is not how you how you grow as a person <laughs>